0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Jeremy Warden Podcast, and I'm going to play you guys a little theme song here, and I would love to hear your thoughts because we had a guy off Fiverr. Shout out. Shout out, Fiverr. All right, let's roll, let's roll. You're locked into another episode of the Jeremy Worden podcast, bringing you life advice from consistent action takers accomplishing big goals. Go out there and take action and figure out what you need to do. Anytime you you take a hit or there's a setback or an opportunity doesn't come through, it's always about just getting back up. The Jeremy Worden podcast You're now rocking with the best starts now. Hey, let's go. We are locked in today. It is a beautiful Friday afternoon. And you know, instead of going out, getting that dranky drink, I'm with you guys here. Giving y'all my all and taking action. And you know what we're doing tomorrow morning? We are taking action at 5am to go on a 30 mile run with the Endorphins Running Club. And I'm not gonna lie, I probably will not do nearly 30 miles. Why am I going on a run tomorrow morning? Well, My girlfriend, Kate Max, beautiful Kate Max, who's sitting right over there. Uh, You guys can't see her. She's a runner. She posts running content on her social media and these guys post running content on theirs. So they're doing a little collab. And you know, can your boy, can your boy get a little jealous when he sees, you know, his girl and he sees this TikTok guy who's a runner doing a little collab action? Yeah, so I got to get in there and make sure they're well behaved. And if she wants to keep running when my legs break, I might have to bring a little hammer something and tap tap your knees a couple times i'm kidding i'm kidding I'm totally kidding. But we are locked in to the Jeremy Worden podcast today. And my my girlfriend just said that was very honest. And I hope you guys appreciate my honesty and transparency. And that is actually the theme for today's podcast. I'm going to give you a fully transparent breakdown of my businesses, give you an overview or an idea of how much they pull in in revenue on a monthly basis, and then how much they cash they put into your boy's pocket as well, because that's what's important. That's filling up these pockets is what my girlfriend wants to go look at apartments she wants to live live that nice life and all that you know these pockets need to be full for for her i'm pretty low maintenance if y'all know me or been following me the last few years like i'm very low maintenance you know i don't i don't require much in life to to be happy and i i like to not spend money it's something i like personally take pride in but i digress you know that's the next page of our life maybe we're a little bit a little bit bougier um uh, and this shout out to this like this is a thrifted a thrifted suit jacket it is a brooks brother shirt but i got it on sale i digress so I'm going to give you a breakdown of all the businesses. And uh, first, I'm just going to tell you all the businesses that I have. And I'm a 26-year-old I'm a uh, investor slash, I don't like saying the word entrepreneur, but until someone comes up with a better word, but I'm someone who likes to create companies. I'm an action taker and I have a Airbnb business, but even my Airbnb business itself is composed of multiple different businesses. And again, I'm trying to give you a fully transparent breakdown. So I'm going to give you an, the inner workings of the LLC sees how I have my ownership structured, how I have my partnership structured, but let's just call Airbnb, you know, a high level, one of my businesses. I also have a boat rental businesses. That was actually my initial venture into like having my own business the first business was a boat rental business. Actually, I have a software called BNB Calc that I started about a year ago, where we just hit a 1000 or we were actually last time I checked, I don't want to lie. Again, I'm being fully transparent. I checked earlier today, we were at 998 active monthly subscribers. So maybe we've hit a 1000, I'd have to go on my computer and check, but have a software business where we help Airbnb investors run the numbers on deals and determine what a good deal is versus a bad deal. So that's, business number three. And then business number four is investor real estate. Invest spelled invest STR, invest short term rental real estate, where we help folk start their Airbnb businesses, we use our own software. And uh, we've been working, I think we're at 35 different mentees or I don't know if I'd say 30 to 35 that we've worked with up to this point, which has been cool because started that about a year ago, too, and then have a glamping business called Glampster. So those are the five businesses. Uh, I'm going to break them down. So I'm going to go through my five businesses from the bottom up, starting with literally a camper. I have parked outside my parents primary residence in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. This camper is an airstream and it is considered a glamping experience which for those you guys don't know glamping it is elevated camping it's bougie camping i watched a little bit i don't know y'all know rob built but i was watching a little bit of his videos during covid and also had a client who owned a lot of land and was trying to think of ways to monetize this land and came up with an idea to literally buy an Airstream camper, renovate it, drive it to my parents' house, literally build a new driveway, which we did the new driveway before we drove the Airstream there, and park it in my parents' backyard. Did not know at all what I was doing at the time, had an idea of the initial cash investment that would have required to get going, uh, required utilities, water, electricity, yada, yada. But just for, again, full transparency here, was all in to that investment about $50,000, which to be frank, I thought it was going to be less. I misunderstood. You know, I thought you could just drive it there and like plug it in to a power outlet. I literally thought you could just plug the Airstream into a normal power outlet and it would be fine. Turned out needed to essentially upgrade the house's electrical system ended up being a a more expensive endeavor than I I thought, but it was actually a really good tax thing because I want to get into that. But section 179 of the US tax code allows you to buy a vehicle over 6,000 pounds. And during COVID, you could bonus depreciate 100% of the asset. Assets value in year number one. So I was able to write off the entirety of the purchase, which was a great reason for buying it. But I digress. So 50 thou wow into this Airstream camper, it pulls in 2,500 bucks a month of revenue. My expenses are paying my land lease, which I have very generous landlords. And guys, this isn't like some crazy property. Like it's literally my, my parents like live in a $500,000 house, which is aw- like awesome, you know, but nothing like it's not on some crazy estate. They bought this house a couple of years ago for 500,000. It happens to have like two Two acres. is out in the country in North Carolina. So and it has a little cesspool pond in the backyard. Not a very I, I would not swim in that pond. I don't recommend to our guests they swim in that pond. But we have had a couple who swim in that pond. I digress. So 2500 bucks a month of revenue, my all in expenses are about 500, uh, which includes, you know, bribing my parents a little bit every once in a while. So $2,000 a month of profit for a $50,000 investment gives up gives me, you know, $24,000 a year of cash in my pocket. And if you're going to do that initial cash and in, you know, that that cash on cash return, it'd be about a 50% cash on cash return. So, for y'all looking to get into glamping, it's definitely a wave and something that can make you really high returns on your capital. So, glampster, $2,000 a month for your boy. Let's move on from there. Uh and just 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 for some context, that's it's been a pain in the ass. Like camp glamping experiences are hard. Like we had a freeze like an ice storm. The pipes froze up had to cancel all these guests. I mean, think about when people go to the bathroom. Where does it go? (laughs) So, that being said, like I don't want to paint some fairy tale of of this Airstream glamping experience, but it is putting $2,000 a month in your boy's pocket. So, that's business number one. Business number two is actually my consulting company where I help people become Airbnb investors. So, that's investor real estate. I started that about a year ago. Uh, I'm pretty selective, I only work with about five folk a month and started towards the end of the year. So I don't really have like a full year's picture. I don't really want like any numbers I come up with now would kind of be like projections. So I'd rather just kind of say how much it made in the latter half of last year, given I'm kind of filing my taxes right now. And I just don't want to come up with any projections because I have no freaking clue. It's completely uncharted waters for me. But in the last half of the year, I think it pulled in about 70 grand of revenue, and of which I have a partner who is actually one of my initial mentees who splits, you know, gets 30% of of the profit. In addition, we have costs, you know, software stuff we use. So really, like, honestly, hasn't been that much profit for that business, which to be frank, probably should be a very profitable business, like coaching educational businesses are very profitable for most people, but looks like your boys not doing a great job on that one. (laughs) Uh, But still, that that being said, let's just say that that was last year, $25,000 of profit. And $2,000 $2,000 a month. Uh, that is something that could be huge moving forward. And it's something we are, you know, we measure our success by how our mentees are doing. And they're freaking killing it. Just to be honest, like we had a mastermind retreat this last week where we met up with one of our mentees who's setting up a property. It looks freaking awesome. It's going to crush. You know, we have mentees who have stood up several properties. My partner on the business was my second mentee ever. I think he's up to 13 listings. My first mentee ever uh, quit his job, 10 listings. Crushing it, living the life he wants to live. He actually spoke at our mastermind, which was very motivational for everyone there. But our mentees are killing it, and that's kind of how we measure our success in that one. So second smallest business, coaching consulting. Third, BNB count. the software that uh, we started about a year ago, just hit, should be hitting, if not already, that thousand monthly active subscriber uh, count. Which it's a twenty dollar a month product. You could pay less and get it for a year. Uh, so we're at the point where you know it's probably on our you know the MRR, the marginal recurring revenue is about $20,000 a month. However, for those of you guys who know starting a software business is not you don't just snap your thumbs, <laughs> like building apps and websites and all that stuff is very difficult. We have two full time developers uh, pretty much on salary. One of them is the, our co- my co founder. And you know, so it's a 50 50 business anyways, just also softwares, everything we use on a monthly basis, like is expensive. But our idea is like, we're going to keep going after this, as long as you know, we want it to be profitable. But if we can figure out how to to turn this into something bigger. This could be something that is massive in 10, 20 years. We don't know, to be frank, I have no freaking clue what that massive thing is gonna be. Like, that's why I go to conferences. That's why I work. I mean, I work with my mentees. One of the selfish reasons is because I'm trying to train them to be successful. And I'm like, if I could create software that helps people be successful in Airbnb, where I don't even have to help them, they can just use my software, that would be incredibly valuable. So I wanna figure that out. And I don't have that solution yet. But that being said, revenue of 20,000 a month, let's just say after salaries and everything, like profit of, I don't know, $5,000 a month, and I split that 50-50 with my partner, 2,500 bucks a month in your boy's pocket, which, you know, 30 grand a year of cash flow and for BNB Calc. Now up to the boat rental business, which uh, to be honest, at some point the coaching, I believe the coaching business as well as BNB Calc, the software business will probably over like do better than my boat rental business in 2023. They didn't do better in 2022. But if I was going to guess, or I would assume that they would do significantly better in 2023. My boat rental business started that in 2020. And 2020 was my biggest business. Again, this year, I think it'll probably be my fourth biggest business. 2020 had three boats. They freaking crushed, pulled in like a hundred grand. We're not that expensive to buy the boats. And you know a couple of years later, I have seven boats, but actually this past year, I believe we only pulled in revenue of 160. So keep that in mind. Three boats pulled in a hundred. And then seven boats pulled in 160. And to be honest, why is that? Well, guys, COVID was like the best time ever to start a boat rental business. There will never be a better time in the history, if you guys are curious, in the history of pontoons than March of 2020 for the next year or so. So now we have more boats. You know, they're not being ran day to day like they were at that time or, you know, being as big of workhorses. And revenue is 160, but we have a local crew. I am no longer, for a little bit there, I was definitely very hands on hands on the ground. We actually expanded to to a second lake that second year in 2021 so our revenue was was higher in 2021 than it was in 2022 but 2023 I think it'll probably be our revenue should go down from 2022 because there's a couple more competitors I guess I posted on TikTok at this time too much about my boats apparently and a couple people had the great idea to start a boat rental business on the same exact lake where I had a boat rental business uh I think we're a little bit insulated in the fact that we have the houses on the lake so I'm not as worried about competition as I would be otherwise. But that being said, competition will definitely hurt our margins. I would expect that this year we'll probably pull in like 100, I don't know, maybe 150 150- 45, 150,000 of which I have hired a full time. I'm calling him the CEO. He's a freshman in college going into his sophomore year. He wanted an internship. I was like, nobody, this ain't an internship. You are the CEO of the boat rental business because I'm not your boss. <laughs> like I'm, you got this, you know, I'm, I'm going to create the infrastructure for you here. We have our local crew, you know, I'm going to help, but like you're in charge ultimately. And he's getting a revenue share. So, you know, that won't, you know, that'll hurt my personal margins being the owner of the business I have we have a local crew I I'm no longer at all doing any of the boat deliveries or anything like that so I would expect our margin my margin to be say like 35 40%. So let's just call that let's call that 60. Let's call it I mean, conservatively, like 60 grand a year of profit, which in this past year, I think it was probably like 85 G's of profit. Uh. So this this year, let's say 60,000 in profit $5,000 a month in your boy's pocket. If you're watching this on YouTube, maybe our editors have cat, maybe cat shout out cat, maybe she's, you know, making the numbers pop up on the screen, or maybe not. If you're on Spotify, uh, so far, just to, and I don't want to butcher these numbers, but we're at $5,000 a month for in terms of profit, not not revenue for the boat rental business. We are at $2,500 a month of cash for the calculator. Again, that could be conservative or that could be bullish. I don't know. That's the thing with, you know, SaaS companies. I have no freaking clue. Uh, we could invest he- more heavily into it and, you know, end up having a really valuable company 10 years from now that we could sell for a lot of money. Or it could be entirely valueless and a complete waste of time and a failure. Time will tell. On- on that front. If you guys aren't subscribed, subscribe. Five day free trial. Check it out. Back to the glamping business. $2,000 a month of cash flow. So now, obviously I want to talk about the biggest business in the Jeremy Worden portfolio, and that is the Airbnb properties. Uh, Even the Airbnbs themselves, I own some of them. Of the ones I own, they're all partnerships. Every property I own is a partnership where I own the property with other investors. I also manage properties. I actually manage some of the ones we own, and my management company collects a percentage of gross revenue on that on that particular property. So I own the property and I get investor like dividends. And then in addition, I manage the property and my management company takes a percentage of revenue. It's not for every property we own, but I think it's it's for five of the eight, I believe. Uh, And then I have my arbitrage business where I rent properties from a landlord and I sublet them as furnished rentals. Uh, For you guys follow me, you know, commonly known as Airbnb arbitrage. All right. So I have outlined real quick and I have broken down yeah my Airbnb portfolio into properties we own. And when I say we, again, every single property I own, just going to give you some context as to why that was. When I started, I didn't have a lot of money. So I couldn't just go out there and solely purchase properties. I needed to form partnerships. Not only did I need cash from investors, but I needed other people's financing too. A bank was not going to give your 23-year-old a loan. I actually did apply for a loan at 23. I tried. I tried to get a bank to give me money. And they said, you do not have enough credit history to get a loan. I didn't have a credit card until I was like 22 or 21. So not only did I need other people's money, I needed other people's financing. Again, a couple years later, things have changed. I have a lot of credit, like not only, you know, I have 130 grand in in personal and business credit. So it's crazy how quickly your situation can change. Uh, But even to this point, I still don't have any solely owned real estate, full transparency, This year I'm filing my taxes. Once I do that, I should have two years of corporate tax returns for my holdings company, and I should be able to buy solely owned real estate. But again, full transparency, only partnerships at this point. Of which we got four lake houses, two mountain houses, and two Florida beach houses. On average, I own about a third, about 33% of each one of these properties. Uh, Of these eight properties we own, in 2023. So again, we 2022, we're in the midst of filing our returns, our partnership returns, and as well as my personal taxes. So I don't have exact numbers for you guys today. But my belief is in 2023, these eight properties should pull in together about 700,000 if we I think we could do 800 grand potentially more, but want to be conservative. So about 700 grand. Uh, That being said, we definitely have to pay our mortgage every month. We definitely, you know, have costs, expenses, cleaning, things of that sort. So I'm going to say that our, you know, our margins on our revenue is I'm going to call it 25%. So if you do 25% on 700,000, that is, I actually have not done this math already. I'm going to ask my girlfriend, Kate, what is, uh, what is a quarter of 700? Okay, it will, it will be, she says, no math. So no math. 100, 175,000, right. 175,000 in profit. If I'm a third of that, that is, you know, between 50 and 60 grand of ownership profit from my investments. In addition, these properties have appreciated very heavily in value, you know, houses we bought for 500 might be worth 800, 900 K now. So that's a huge benefit of owning real estate is the appreciation, but I'm just not going to factor that in because today I'm talking about cash in your boy's pocket. So for my ownership portfolio, five G's a month or 60 grand a year, uh, I have a management business. I actually, some of the properties I manage are ones that we also own. You know, I raised the money for the property. I raised from investors and I said, hey, I am my management business is going to manage these properties. And that was everybody knew going into things. That was how that was going to work. So my management or you guys might know it as co-hosting Airbnb co-hosting. My management business manages seven houses of which uh, five of them are for external homeowners. And then actually, and just to kind of uh, my things are confusing. My shit's a little confusing. I'm not going to lie because some of the properties I manage, my management business manages. And then some of them, my management business arbitrages. So I have properties where pay the owners, which I'm also an owner in the property, stabilized monthly rent. And that was part of the deal. Like it was like, we know that, you know, this investment is gonna make exactly this much money because I will rent it every single month and pay exactly this much rent. So of the ones we own, two of them, are on management relationships. And then I also have five that I manage on behalf of totally external homeowners. So like I don't at all, you know, I don't at all have any ownership interest in those properties. Uh, and the reason I do that is just I like, you know, we have our team full time there. And it's helpful to have more properties and and more boats because I just you know, I have a full time team, which, you know, shout out shout out to our full time full time team on the lake. Uh, So I have for that manage for the management business for just the Properties again. We manage two of them are properties we own. Five of them are external homeowners. Revenue of four hundred thousand a year. So of that four hundred thousand, the way the management structure works is twenty percent of gross revenue goes to the management company. That is the same for every property, either the ones we own or the ones we manage for external homeowners. So that is eighty thousand dollars a year in management revenue to the, my management business, or six thousand six hundred sixty-six dollars a month. Uh, now I want to go into arbitrage. So 10 arbitrage properties, uh, of which, again, a couple of them are ones where I technically arbitrage it from our investor group. So, guys, I'm sorry if my situation is a little bit more confusing than, you know, a lot of people's cut and dry. But again, full transparency is being being brought to you guys today. So, you know, 10 arbitrage properties, um, of which the revenue is... On these ten is about bump, 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 is about four hundred thousand. So four hundred thousand uh, on the ten arbitrage, of which actually, sorry, let me take this back. So ten arbitrage properties, five of them that technically I am like the sole person renting them, and then five of which I have a partner. So I do have a partner. Half my arbitrage properties I have a partnership. Uh, so two separate arbitrage. Technically, I have two separate arbitrage LLCs. Uh, of the ones, the five that it's just me, four hundred grand in revenue. That is about that, re- and my margins are about thirty. Percent of the gross revenue. So that comes out to let's call it $120,000 a year in profit or $10,000 a month. Again, those are the properties that I personally, you know, arbitrage my business, not a partnership. And then five of them, I arbitrage with a partner uh, of which those five, they're actually a couple of them are smaller properties, two bedroom apartments, they don't make as much. They still do well. And actually, we just launched a couple of them. So I don't have a full year's picture for all of this yet. But I'm going to estimate we'll pull in about $200,000 of revenue and of which our margins together should be about I think on these properties, again, they're smaller properties should be about 25% gross margins. So that represents $50,000 a year profit $50-50 partnership. So that's $25,000 a year profit or $2,000 a month in your boy's pocket. So arbitrage as a total is about $12,000 a month cash in my pocket, Air uh, Glamping, $2,000 a month, cash in my pocket. Uh, I know Glamping, we consider it as a separate business because technically it is its own separate LLC. So let's just ignore that. So again, arbitrage in total, partnership, individual, $12,000, uh, $12,500 $12, a month. Management is almost $7,000 a month. So combine those, we're at about nineteen twenty grand. And then ownership is about 16 uh, or 60 grand a year, a third, or sorry, Is about 180 grand a year, of which a third of that is 60,000, which again I own a third on average of these properties. So cash in my pocket is about 12. Wait, sorry, is about 5,000 dollars a month (laughs) for ownership. So just broke that down for you guys. So again, 5,000 ownership management, 7,000, 12,000. Combine those plus arbitrage is another. Another 12,000. I don't want to fuck this math up. Um, I'm going to take a breath here, and I'm going to just write down the the sum of these parts, (laughs) and then I'm going to come back to you guys we're back. Airbnb business cash in my pocket, not talking about any of the ownership equity principal pay down comes out to $25,000 a month of cash in my pocket uh, via the arbitrage business co hosting slash property management and the investment income from owning the asset 25 grand a month. So if I'm going to add up my Airbnb business with my boat business with my SaaS company, as well as my consulting operation, plus glamping operation, uh, Uh, roughly, you know, conservatively ish, 40 grand a month, 500 grand cash in my pocket a year. Uh, So that's kind of my high level estimate for 2023, 2022, you know, hadn't launched as many, you know, still building out the portfolio. So it was a less uh, didn't pull in as much. And and again, I'm doing a, am doing my taxes right now. So I will come back with you guys with like pretty much an exact accounting on things. But we're working on our books right now. So I didn't feel like it'd be fair to, to do that until I actually have all my partnership return in addition to my C-Corp holdings company returns. And just to like kind of dive into how I have things structured, I have a holdings company. Uh, that holdings company houses my operating companies. So my boat rental business, my property management business, uh, and then consulting business are all you know solely owned businesses by my holdings company. I have partnerships where the holdings company is the owner of my interest in those partnerships. So my SaaS application, my holdings company, owns half of that. Um, I told you guys about my arbitrage partnership. My holdings company owns half of that. So that company, you know, C Corp gets taxed, uh, is currently structured as a C Corp, uh, gets taxed as such, and going to do a consolidated tax return for that entity. That's the holdings company. My partnerships uh, are all different. So, you know, I own each house. Maybe there's a a single property that I only actually own 10% of. That would be the lowest. That was one where I was a passive investor. Most of the time, I'm not a passive investor up to, you know, the deals I've led where I have a bigger chunk of them. But those are all their own tax returns. And that just, you know, my Jeremy Worden, is the investor in those properties. So that's kind of, I think, I hope that gives you guys an idea of how your boy structures everything. Honestly, I got a little confused as I was doing it. And trust me, I pay accountants and bookkeepers a lot to make sure this is all good, (laughs) Uh, but going to continue to grow that web over time and add additional complexity. As for why, why not guys? We're taking action. And that's why we're here today because this is Jeremy Worden and this is the Action Taker podcast. And I just gave you guys a pretty almost fully transparent breakdown of literally how much money I make. And stay tuned because next time we talk, I'm going to give you guys a breakdown on something else. It's going to be awesome. So love you guys. Thank you, for, thank you for listening this far as I mumbled about all my businesses. And I understand it's really confusing. So if you guys have any questions, leave them in the comments below. I would love to answer them. Also, subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode. Until next time, I'm out. Jeremy Worden, Jeremy Worden Podcast.